This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 316, How to Practice Self-Love Without Looking Like a Narcissist, by Salone George with GoodLifeZen.com. Ciao, friend, and welcome back to Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm Joss Marie, and this is the show where I try and bring you some of the best relationship content out there. I cover posts about friendship, dating, breakups, family, parenting, you name it. And today, I'm going to cover a guest post from Salone George with Good Life Zen. And we actually cover Salone's content pretty frequently from his own site too, so go ahead and subscribe if you want to hear any of his previous or future posts. But first, let's hear what he has to say about practicing self-love without looking like a narcissist and start optimizing your life. How to Practice Self-Love Without Looking Like a Narcissist by Salone George with GoodLifeZen.com Quote, Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. Parker Palmer You're torn. You've heard all the good advice out there about how important self-love is. You're constantly being told that you have to exercise, eat right, meditate, pursue your interests, get adequate sleep, and spend time with yourself. You resonate with the message and you've even started implementing some of these practices with success, but you just can't shake the nagging fear that you'll be seen as a narcissist for intentionally making time for yourself. It's true. There are some who preach about self-love as if the only person you need to love is yourself. You're right to be skeptical of such advice. It feeds into our narcissistic-like culture, potently symbolized by our eye devices and our collective inability to stop staring at them. But at the heart of true self-love is our yearning for loving human connection. Narcissists use others to satisfy themselves. However, the purpose of healthy self-love is ultimately transcendent. We love ourselves in order to love others as well. If you consistently allow the needs of others to subjugate your own, your love will turn to bitterness and resentment. You'll eventually burn out and you'll become incapable of connecting emotionally with others. So how are you to manage this real and ongoing tension? Here are a few ideas on how to practice your self-love without the specter of narcissism. Number one, understand that others loved you first. Narcissistic self-love begins and ends with the narcissist. True self-love begins with the reality that you were first loved. Large and small acts of kindness from family, friends, mentors, and even strangers helped you become the person you are today. Your experience of being loved allowed you the freedom to love yourself. When you choose to practice self-love, remember that this desire flows from a love that transcends you. This will dampen any tendency to focus exclusively on yourself. Number two, share selectively. One trademark characteristic of a narcissist is that they talk about themselves endlessly. They'll share their grandiose plans to anyone regardless of whether or not they're interested. If you're constantly talking about your latest self-improvement hack, you may be dangerously close to being viewed as a narcissist. Instead, be very selective with whom you share your plans, goals, and dreams. Only share your self-love practice with those who are on a similar path. And even then, you should share your story in order to edify and encourage them. Number three, examine your motivations. A classic narcissist is a person who tries to appear better off than others in order to cope with his or her own low self-esteem. They're often desperate to demonstrate to others that they have it all together, even if this is far from true. When you practice self-love, are you primarily concerned about appearing better than others, or are you motivated by a transcendent why? 
For instance, if your fitness program is all about you, then you'll likely be preoccupied with displaying your fit body. Conversely, if you want to be fit so you can have more energy for your kids, you'll be less concerned about your appearance because your motivation is bigger than you. Number four, set healthy boundaries. Some people mistake good boundary setting for narcissism, but in fact, narcissists have very poor boundaries. Why? Because for the narcissist, there is no distinction between the self and the external world. They view others as extensions of themselves for the purposes of serving their own needs. Setting boundaries may feel selfish at first, but good boundary setting is not primarily about self. It is about preserving yourself so that you can do what matters. In other words, you say no so that you can say yes. When you say no kindly, most people may be upset at first, but they'll eventually understand. Ironically, it's the narcissist who will give you the hardest time. Number five, think win-win. People who abhor any talk of self-love have more in common with the narcissist than it may appear on first glance. Both engage in all-or-nothing thinking. Both think that someone must lose in order for another to win. You do not need to choose between loving yourself or loving others. You can do both simultaneously and they will mutually reinforce each other. Because in the end, love is not finite. You do not need to withhold it from yourself in order to give it to others. And you are just as worthy of that love as any other person. The ultimate test, self-love or narcissism. Are you a narcissist for practicing self-love? The fact that you're self-aware enough to even ask the question suggests not. Still looking for an ultimate test? Is your self-love practice enhancing your relationships? Have you increased your capacity for gratitude and empathy? Are people inexplicably drawn to you? If yes, then you're on the right track. And you'll win the hearts of those who mistake you for a narcissist. Because in the end, your self-love is ultimately a gift to the world. You just listened to the post titled, How to Practice Self-Love Without Looking Like a Narcissist by Salone George with GoodLifeZen.com. Loving yourself is so important, and all too often we put this relationship with ourselves on the back burner. So hopefully Salone's post is good motivation for you to focus on that relationship, because like he says, loving yourself and loving others can happen simultaneously, and they will effectively reinforce each other. But that's all I've got for you today. Have a nice Monday, and I'll see you again tomorrow with a post from Gottman.com, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.